0: Welcome to the Busy Business Women podcast, where you have VIP access to discover the wins and wisdom that have helped successful business brains build businesses that boom. With your host Bay Hollands
1: from busybusinesswomen.biz. Faye Hollins here from Busy Businesswomen.biz and welcome to episode 16 of the Busy Business Women Podcast. Now today I'm super delighted to welcome Legal Eagle Courtney Bowie, who is the founder of Herlawyer.com.au, a Sydney-based law firm helping ambitious women just like you and me grow and thrive in small business, which is music to my ears, right? Now, as the founder and principal of her lawyer, Courtney's bringing all of her expertise and training together as a lawyer and as a consultant to the forefront of her business, helping small business owners understand their legal rights and obligations. So she focuses on three core areas in her business, which is setting up the right business structure, getting your contracts in order and protecting your intellectual property. Now, that's what the bio says, but the beauty of Courtney is. She's real and raw, just like us busy business women. So what led Courtney to set up her own business? Well, one day she woke up with a migraine that stuck around for far too long, three weeks in fact. Her doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with her until one day her neurologist decided to refer her to a neuropsychologist and they diagnosed her as having severe anxiety and depression. So thankfully, work agreed to give her a 12-month career break and she began treatment and decided to go traveling to get her head straight. She says then, enter what I call my gypsy years, and she had a ball travelling all over the world, volunteering, working, exploring. Back in Australia, having decided to give Law a break, she started management consulting, working with clients like the ATO, NBN, and KWM, and then got involved in the entrepreneurial tech community in Sydney. And inspired by all of the fabulous female entrepreneurs that she was meeting, she decided to start her own business, offering legal services to female entrepreneurs, Q, herlawyer.com.au was established in March. 2017. So why is Courtney on today's podcast? Well, Courtney's still new to business, but she's beaten the statistics and made it past her first year in business. So that is a massive achievement and win in itself, which brings with it some very real and raw experiences on the startup roller coaster that we've all been on. On top of that, and really importantly, Courtney's taken her legal expertise. And after being surrounded by all of those fabulous entrepreneurial and tech communities community people in Sydney. She's created a legal offering that makes professional legal expertise so much more accessible and affordable for small business, which is something I really believe we all need. And I really admire her out-of-the-box creative thinking that has sparked her entrepreneurial journey. So without further ado, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Courtney Bowie from Her Lawyer to the show. Courtney, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here. Absolutely, my pleasure. Now, thank you so much for being so incredibly honest with your story so far from a career and a mental health perspective. You know, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there when you talk to business owners. and I mean, you know, you can feel the pressure that you've got to be something that perhaps, you know, you don't feel is true to yourself. So with Busy Women, we're all about being real and raw here and keeping it so that you can actually, is, you know, um, a, a true reflection of what being a business owner is like and the journey to get to that point. So I'm thrilled to join. Joining us today, you're a perfect fit for uh, for our tribe, and thank you for keeping it real. So let's get stuck into our questions because I've got a whole load for you. So first of all, you know the legal profession can be a very tough dog eat dog world, or so I've seen on suits, and I'm a bit of a fan of legal TV shows, right? But I also know that setting up your own business is no mean feat either. So has your experience, your reality of being a business owner so far? lived up to your expectations. I'd love to hear about some of the highs and lows that you've had being an entrepreneur so far.
0: Yeah, well, actually, it's not exactly what I expected, and um, quite frankly, I think it's been a lot harder. Mm. Um, no one really tells you how hard it is to start your own business, and in the beginning, it's really nice because you set your own hours, and um, you can develop your own methods and create your own products and services, and those are really the best bits, I think, and they're certainly the best bits ongoing, and having that really close relationship with my clients is really nice. Um but in terms of lows, like particularly if you're in business on your own, which I am, dealing with things like loneliness, um, not having a sounding board around to, you know, talk through the day. When I first started, I ended up talking to my cat all day. Um, I and then you. I have having a to dog. Fit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, um, and then just having to fit wear so many hats I mean there is no IT department in my business I'm the IT department I'm the marketing department I'm the stationary orderer I'm the mail girl I'm the banker I'm all of those responsibilities are mine um, and so also just having the buck stop with you there's no like the, you are on the front line all the time yeah. um, so it, can, it takes a lot out of you it takes a lot out of you emotionally um, and I think that's something I wasn't really prepared for
1: that's I love that very honest answer, and it's so true. You know, I joke with my clients, but really, it's not a joke that you're everything from the toilet cleaner to the CEO and everything in between, right? Exactly. And if you've not I mean, both of us came from big corporate backgrounds, blue chip book, sorry, corporate backgrounds before, mm. where you know, if the toner ran out in the printer then somebody else had organized that and it was there and you could continue your day doing the things that were generating revenue and building your business or you know building this area that you were in 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 the company that you worked for Mm. suddenly as a business owner none of that is there anymore and you're responsible for it all which can be a very big start wake up call if you weren't you know prepared for that and I remember exactly. the first year of my business being in exactly those shoes and it was um yeah it was interesting to say the least so on that <laughs> note you know many of our listeners are, they're in varying stages of business but many of our listeners are in the early stages of their startup if you could have your time again and you're still only you know a year and a bit in so it's very fresh for you but if you could have mm. that time again is there anything that you would do differently
0: I was thinking about this I was thinking I, I think we'd have to be dedicating more time to planning and to routine. That's something that sort of went by the wayside when I started my own business because I'm like, yeah, I don't have to have a routine anymore. I'm my own boss. <laughs> um but that quickly becomes a bit of a um, a false positive, and it starts to become a little bit chaotic. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, if I could have my time again, I would have started out with a better plan and and maintained um, maintained some routine and scheduled regular time for planning. Um, because it can be very, very difficult when you are very busy to think what strategically, what should I be doing? Is this, should I be doing this or am I wasting my time on this? Are there more important things I should be working on? And really connecting with your why on a regular basis. Find that if you get caught up in work and in, you know, um, revenues and that kind of thing, you can start to lose focus of why you went into business in the first place. And so connecting with that on a regular basis, I would um, prioritise that from the
1: beginning. Definitely, when you're in the thick of it and you're just focused on paying the mortgage and getting money in and finding new clients and doing everything you need to do, it can be very Mm. easy to lose sight of why you started to do it in the first place. I love that. Tell me just quickly about your routine now because I remember the first, very first day of being my own boss and I was exactly the same as you. I'm like, oh, this is great. I haven't got to get up with an alarm. I get up early anyway, but you know, there's nothing that I've got to do I can choose. And I'm a very routine-based person. So this was the complete opposite to what I actually naturally like. And it was a novelty factor for a little while, but it wore off quite quickly because then you realize not a lot's getting done or, you know, that the the lack of routine actually doesn't make you very productive. So what Mm. what have you put in place to have more routine in your day now so that you're not falling into that trap?
0: Yeah, I have to admit, I'm I'm not the best at (laughs) this. I'm still learning how to to make a good routine. Generally during the week I sort of have um, Mondays I usually work maybe a half day Mm -hmm. and try to focus a little bit on self-care on Monday mornings. So I find that after a weekend, it's funny how weekends are supposed to be time off but actually they're usually not very restful.
1: They're exhausting.
0: Um, Exactly, exactly. So I feel like I have to have Monday morning to get over my weekend. Yeah. Um, and then sort of making some plans on Monday afternoon. I have a little, um, a little accountability group that I meet with on Tuesday evenings and we set goals for the next week. So we report back to each other every week on how we go with our goals from last week in progress, not done or done. And then our five goals for the following week, um, and then we do some troubleshooting. You know, what's the biggest roadblock that's that's coming up for you right now? And I find that really good in terms of keeping me on track and keeping me focused. Yeah. Definitely. And then I find from from Tuesday onwards, my routine kind of falls around those most important tasks that I have to do, and that's what keeps me so sort of on track. But yeah, my routine it does it does need some work. <laughs>
1: But it sounds like it's getting there, right? And it sounds like a good routine. I like that you ease yourself into the week. It works with your energy levels and looking after yourself. Accountability group, I'm a massive fan of those. So kudos to you. Yeah, You're doing so some good, good. things to, to start building on that routine. Okay, so for many small business owners, you know, we've talked about that they're, we're doing so much, right? And for many small business owners, we're wearing many hats in our business, which can be really challenging. And one that I constantly see business owners and my clients struggle with is their sales and marketing. Where do you feel your strengths and weaknesses are when it comes to building your client base, building that revenue, you know, and what has worked really well for you so far?
0: Um, for me, really, social media marketing has worked quite well so far. When I first started, my intention was to build up a virtual firm mostly from social. Yep. And that's been really successful so far. I do a lot of social media networking. So I'm in a lot of Facebook groups and um, it obviously isn't about going into a Facebook group and spamming them with your offerings and then hoping the clients come to you. It's not how it works at all. Mm. Um, but in terms of engaging in communities, online communities, I find that really um, really, it works really well for my business. I'm taking it offline as well. Um, so people that you've met online, and then you know, organising a meetup and that kind of thing, find that really well. Um, but I've been a little bit slack in other forms of marketing. So that's something i'm working on the next couple of months getting back into blogging doing video and even starting my own podcast
1: oh exciting we really look forward to hearing about yeah. that tell me about yeah, I'm to you you. Some tips. very very happy to share absolutely always um tell me about the offline networking that you do um do you go to many networking events how regularly do you go to those what works for you
0: I do go to a lot I started out doing way 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 too many, and um, that was kind of part of the routine setting I discovered that it's not really healthy to be out three nights a week networking and um coming home being really tired all the time I was having a great time I was connecting with a lot of people and forming some really great relationships but um it meant that it was taking some of my energy out of my days and so I had to kind of look back and go okay we really need some more balance in here um but in terms of if in my Facebook communities they host an event where we all get to meet one another, I really love going along to that and kind of meeting people in, in real life. And I, I really enjoy it actually and I find it just adds another dimension to that relationship.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because I was just thinking before when you talked about – you know, one of those things when you start up your own business, what's the reality like, and that loneliness, which I know a lot of people struggle mm. with, they're a solopreneur, they're working from home, they've just got their cat or their dog, they're hanging the washing out, they just feel completely disconnected with the world, and so exactly. you know, the beauty is we've got social media now, when I started shy my first business, that was only just coming onto the scene, so the, you know, the business landscape was very different then, but I I was doing exactly the same as you, kind of pimping myself out at every networking event there was, Mm. getting home at like 11 o'clock, three, four nights a week, and feeling exhausted. And actually, Mm. not getting, uh, meeting some lovely people. But when you looked at the time and effort and energy going into those, the return probably wasn't there. So I did exactly exactly the same. I reined it back in. I think when you find your tribe, you find the right people and you connect with them, you can really build on that. So it's lovely to Mm. hear that. you know, and I'd say this to all of our listeners, make sure that you're not just hanging out online. There are real people out there. Connect with them because particularly in the early stages of business and if you're working from home on your own or even in a you know flexible working arrangement, get out there and actually talk to people and see the real people because it makes a big difference to your mental health and to the you know your productivity and the things that you get done because you feel inspired and connected again. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: exactly. I, found I found as
0: well that... Um, we're trying to select the events to go to now. I find it a general rule to look for um, things that I that have content that I will be that will be useful for me in my business. Yes. A plus, if that is then something I could pass on to my own clients.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that would be useful to them, and then something that is going to attract um, a target market of people I could connect with and form some really good relationships with.
1: Um, so I want to talk to you about time now, Courtney. Now, I, am a, I call myself the productivity ninja. I'm a little bit obsessed with time. We know that time is our most valuable commodity and it's one of the biggest challenges for so many small business owners because they struggle to manage working not just in their business but on it, which is really important. So having worked in professional services myself for lots and lots of years, I'm really aware of how important billable hours are. And that's something that really helped me when I started out in business and still does every single day to be truly productive and not just busy in my business, right, which is what a lot of business owners struggle with. I'm just interested to talk to you given that you come from a professional services background. What have you taken from your time as an employee that you feel has helped shape the way you run your business from a time perspective now?
0: Mm. It's seems an interesting question, question actually, because my my professional, professional services background always had a really good. strong focus on billable hours. Mm-hmm. It's all about the billables and you have to meet a certain um, a certain threshold every day. And now that I run a fixed fee firm, I've moved so far away from that model. Um mm-hmm. But what it has really taught me about is that efficiency. So the focus is really on being efficient and effective.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know if you've heard that story about the guy whose car breaks down and calls a mechanic, the mechanic comes, takes a quick look, and um, hits it on the side of the bonnet and all of a sudden the car's working again and he goes, all right, mate, that'll be 500 bucks. And the guy looks at him and goes, are you serious, 500 bucks for looking at it and banging it in 55 <laughs> seconds, not paying you 500 bucks. The mechanic says, You didn't pay me 500 bucks to look at it for five seconds and bang it. You paid me for knowing where to bang
1: it. I love it.
0: It is. It's really, it's a really good story. And I always think about that. And I think if I can get something done really quickly and really well, then that's actually worth more than if it took me a long
1: time to do it. Absolutely. Smart the way you're working instead of just trying to work harder and longer. It's about being smarter. Oh, I'm so glad to use that analogy. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's awesome. Awesome. Good. Well, I'm glad. And also coming back to the fact that, you know, I was talking to you before about I worked in investment banking and professional services and worked some ridiculous hours. And, you know, I kind of joke and say I had a midlife crisis at 28. I didn't go through the same Mm. challenges as you, but I was feeling burnt out at 28, which is ridiculous. So yeah. whilst I learned a lot about productivity and we were the same, you know, we needed to be 80% billable eight out of 10 hours a day being billable, I think is hard and it's a big stretch, yeah. right? So you don't need to apply that to your own business. But I do think it gets you thinking about how um, time is money in your business. And you know you can work smarter. So thank you for that. That's really that's cool. I love the story. Okay, now you've been very open about the mental challenges that you've had during your corporate career, which have led to you know some really truly life changing decisions for you, which I can wholeheartedly relate to. Having suffered from anxiety and depression and worked in a really tough, challenging environment, what practices do you put in place now as a small business owner to make sure that your mental health is absolutely a priority? And beyond the demands of work because I think as small business owners and and speaking personally from my own experiences, it can be very easy to suddenly spend way more hours in your day and your week on your business than you ever thought you were going to spend and um, just be challenged by that. So I'm really interested as someone who has gone through the tough yards, the hard yards right in your corporate career, how do you make sure that that doesn't happen to you again now you're a business owner? Yeah,
0: so this is something I really struggle with on a regular basis. Faye. it's um, it's a constant battle with mental health in terms of it's something that you always have to be working on and always working towards, yeah. and it's not something that I'm always the best at. I know that my rational brain, the work I've done over the years. It, it's about getting the right amount of sleep, and I struggle with oversleeping quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about getting exercise regularly, which is often the first thing that goes when you're really busy. Yeah. Same thing with having a healthy diet, which is really important as well. And, again, that's it's so easy to just say, you know what? I'm too busy to cook tonight. Um, I'm just going to grab some takeaway, and that's so easy to do. And it, um, <laughs> Even though we know that if you prioritize it, business will get easier, Um so it's just, it slips through the cracks and it's, it's really hard. It's really hard to maintain that discipline.
1: So I'm definitely
0: still a work in progress there.
1: Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head there with the D word discipline, right? We were talking about this on a Facebook live last week and I, we're talking about it from a time management point of view, but I was saying how, you know, I've been on the roller coaster of health and fitness my entire life, as long as I can remember. And it's amazing how now I'm fitting in, exercising five times a week and feeling the best I've ever felt. And yet, I have my time is no different. Um, and mm. yet, before that, in you know, this is my eleventh year in business. I've struggled to get an hour of exercise in an entire week. So mm. the and we were talking about in the Facebook Live the importance of prioritising. And it sounds so simple, and I know people are going to listen to you and I when you're saying sleep and exercise and diet. And it's almost like the cliches of what everybody knows they should be doing. But mm. the reality is, with the, with that discipline and then that habit forming. Those things actually can make a significant difference in your business, right? Because if your health isn't a priority, For a little while you can keep going but eventually you're going to get burnt out or sick you're not going to be able to focus as well you're not going to be as creative you're not going to be able to think as clearly and you know they start cracks start to form so Mm. I don't want to be this like a slap on the hand for everyone listening that maybe is struggling to get health and fitness and sleep into their routine but I suppose what we're both saying is that as busy business owners, and particularly as a lot of people that are business owners that are parents as well or have a lot of other demands in their day other than their business, then you mm-hmm. need to make you a priority and it goes back to your one of the first things you said today about you know monday is kind of eating yourself into the week and having some me time to look after exactly. yourself because you're firing on all cylinders after that so thank you i think that, that you know those things we need to hear regularly to reinforce that actually we should be giving ourselves permission to look after ourselves first before the business and before everybody else
0: Exactly. exactly, and I think it's really good to be to be really open and honest about that, and mm-hmm. you know that you know we're not all perfect, and we all know what we're supposed to be doing. We're not always getting there all the time, so don't beat yourself up. Yeah. I find that sometimes I, I you know, if, if sometimes I listen to those books or um hear people speak about, you know, this is these are the things you've got to do and I do it so well and kind of think, oh, God, can someone just be honest? Yeah. It would be really, really nice if there's someone else who is really struggling. So that's one of the things that I really um, am a big advocate for, which is is reaching out and being really honest about when you're struggling. Um, as I said earlier, I had a really tough week last week and I just I was feeling really down about business and I'm just was struggling. And so I thought – you know what, Courtney, you're always telling people that they need to reach out, so reach out. So I called my best friend, I told my husband, and I even went to Friday Night Drinks at our co-working space and I didn't I didn't feel like it. You know when you're feeling yeah. pretty rubbish and you just want to go home and bury yourself yeah. um, in bed or in crappy reality TV. And I said, no, I'm going to go to the drinks. And I went to the drinks and I just opened up to some of the other business owners there and said, you know, I've had a really tough week and this has happened. And kind of just getting a little bit of, a little bit of friendly advice and just, just sharing that, uh, you know, I'm having a bit of a tough time. and More often than not, you've probably just given someone else the opportunity to, to say, you know what, I'm having a really tough time too. So and it's really important to support one another in business like that.
1: Completely, I think you're so right because often it takes someone brave to open up and be vulnerable, and I'm always talking to my clients about vulnerability is actually a really good trait to have and to to show vulnerability to your clients, but also in the context mm-hmm. that you're talking about, not thinking that you've got to show your business to be all shiny sparkly things all of the time because that's not the reality of being a business owner and when you're honest and open you allow you give a doorway to someone else for them to go actually I've had a shit week too or I'm really struggling at the moment with x y and z and it's not about a pity party but it's just recognizing that these are the ebbs and flows of being a business owner and we're all going to go through them And it's okay to talk about it. So thank you, because we need more people like you having those open conversations that open it up to other people to be able to go, yeah, that's where I'm at too. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, time's getting away with us and it would be remiss of me to not try and tap into your legal expertise before Mm -hmm. I go. So let's talk legals in small business. Now, recently, I've been, which kind of carries on from the networking, you know, the, the opening up that we just talked about. I've been hearing from a lot of clients recently who are struggling to get paid on time, and it's something that can be so detrimental to a small business when cash flows king. And essentially, you know, if the bills aren't being paid, that person's mortgage might not be pay, being paid either. So, from a legal perspective, just in a bit of a snapshot, what advice can you offer to ease the pain of debtors?
0: So this is something I'm really passionate about, Faye, having seen it from both ends in terms of working for small business clients who are really struggling to get paid on time and and seeing their successes when when it works really well and also seeing it from the other end working for the banks in terms of when people's businesses, they aren't able to keep a handle on their cash flow and their debtors and that can be really catastrophic and flow on effects in terms of, as you say, not being able to pay the mortgage and and that kind of thing. So the key takeaways I'll, I'll... would want to give to the listeners is um, have a look at your payment terms clause in your contracts. So talk about when you want to get paid. So when you're going to issue your invoices, when they're due. So um, I usually say to people keep that quite tight. The delays of the 30 day invoice are over. Um, yeah. it's it's seven days or it's on receipt. And depending on, I mean, for example, in legal services, I can't take cash up front, but there's not a, not really a lot of reasons why other people can't do that, you know, taking in deposits and um, that kind of thing. Then are looking at things like late payment interest and penalties for, um, for not paying on time and, you know, can we stop work if bills are unpaid and if we have to go to debt recovery, can we recover those fees from the client who hasn't paid us?
1: Yeah. I love the fact that you just said the days of 30-day terms are over because I think some people are still living in those days and it just mm. shocks me. It doesn't need to be that way. So thank you for a you know, great reminder on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess the next thing I would say is make it really easy for your clients to pay you. Um, I actually received an invoice from someone the other day, which was a, a hard PDF, so a scan of a physical invoice that still had the old remittance advice down the bottom with a um, send check to and their address. And I kind of thought, are you for real? I don't, <laughs> I don't even run a check account. I don't even have a checkbook. I, yeah. how, why are you making it so hard for me to pay you? Whereas if that had have been, um, you know, a interactive PDF and I could have clicked pay now and put in my, my details and paid straight away, I would have done. But they made it so hard for me to pay them. And so that's what I always tell people, just make it so easy for people to pay you. That means getting credit card facilities, getting PayPal, there's things like Afterpay and Pay now if you have um, maybe a, a larger product or service, um, and even direct debit arrangements, so putting clients onto direct debit, so it reduces the admin for them. If you think about the admin involved in paying bills, it is a nightmare. Um, So if you can take that burden away from people and make it really easy for them, do it because your invoices will get paid so much faster.
1: Great advice. Love it. Okay, so what I'd love to know now is from a legal perspective, what are the three or so biggest mistakes that you see small business owners make that, you know, tick you off and you just want to use this as a public service announcement to stop (laughs) doing it? (laughs)
0: Yeah, oh, geez. I see a few. Um, probably one of the biggest ones that I see is copying and pasting terms and conditions. Right. Um, and I know what it's like to start a, your own business and it is really hard. You have to have a tight budget. Often, you know, bootstrapping or side hustling or, you know, you've got a credit card or drawing down on the mortgage and every dollar really has to go very far. Yeah. Um, but in terms of getting your terms and conditions done, just do it. It's not worthwhile copying someone else's because, as we know, Faye, your business would be different from my business. Yeah. It's different from everyone who's listening to this. All of our businesses are really different. So, one person's terms and conditions aren't going to fit every business, particularly things like what we're talking about the payment terms clause. Your cash flows are not the same as my cash flows. I need to make my own, um, make mm-hmm. my own schedules, make my own invoicing patterns and my own, um, you know, ways clients can pay me and, and the way I run my business gonna be very different. In terms and conditions mm-hmm. can actually be used really proactively in terms of client relationship management. Mm-hmm. So it's worthwhile putting the effort into them and thinking, how am I going to do this and, and really um, uh, create the most value out of it? so that's one um the second biggest one I would say is um if people are going into partnership with someone else Mm -hmm. not having a partnership agreement it is honestly it's just a disaster (laughs) and it always ends up coming to the lawyer at the end of the day and we say do you have a partnership agreement and they say no and we go okay well it's just you just made it about 10 times harder for yourself to get out of the situation and when when I don't know if I can swear on this podcast or not, but we'll, when the we'll shit you hits one. the ban, <laughs> yeah. you give me <laughs> one. Okay, thank you. But um, yeah, when she hits the ban, you, you want to have a contract and you want to be able to get out of it really quickly. You don't want to be stuck dealing with someone through a protracted negotiation phase and you don't want to end up in court. No one does. No. If it means getting a short agreement written up at the time you go into business, it's worth its weight in gold.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? Because these are things like, honestly, I, I'm sort of feeling a bit guilty now when you said about the terms of computers because I had cut and pasted mine in my first business, for sure. I just want to fess up now. Um, but they're, you're talking about things that I think people kind of sweep under the carpet when they're starting because they're so busy and they've got so much and, in fact, it's not just when they're starting, but they've got so much other things to think about that mm-hmm. feels, it kind of goes in the too hard basket or that oh, I don't really need that or I can just cut and paste that. But the ramifications later on if they need them are massive, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely, massive ramifications. And um, it's not just about the, the money. And of course, money is always a ramification of these things, but it's, it's stress. The amount of people I see coming to me at the back end and they've had a partnership go sour and the the emotional toll that that takes is just, it's not worth it. It's just not worth the risk.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Um, Any other mistakes that you just want to do a public service announcement on? Um,
0: So the terms and conditions, partnership agreement, probably the other one is um, not having the right business structure in place. Okay. So... A lot of people start out as a sole trader, which is perfectly fine. Um, There's nothing really wrong with starting out as a sole trader and I often recommend people start as a sole trader until you've really proven your concept and you've got a bit of a solid foundation. Then it's time to invest Mm -hmm. in having a proper structure set up. So that might be um, for a lot of people it is a corporate structure Mm -hmm. to hold their business. And it's about asset protection, really, in terms of you know, if you've got a large business which has large outgoings, particularly if people are doing um, product-based businesses um, or have got quite complex um, supply chains, yeah. then something like a corporate structure can isolate your personal assets from the risk of that business because the last thing anyone wants to do is put their, their home on the line. So that's that's the other thing that I would say is one of the biggest one of the biggest biggest things that I see in business people not not thinking about it and um, until it's too late.
1: I'm sure you've just given a lot of people a lot of food for thought and. Um... Uh, you know Courtney's contact details will be all in our podcast show notes so please go and drop a line if you're listening to those three biggest mistakes and thinking Mm-mm, I'm falling into <laughs> one of those or if not more make sure you go and talk to someone and ideally Courtney now just while we're on that note I am super excited listeners because we've got Courtney coming in to run an expert masterclass for our shine tribe this month and she's going to be sharing with us the five most important legal documents you need in your business we um, we had a list of different topics and this was the one that the Shine Tribe really wanted and personally I'm really pleased because it's the one I wanted too. Um, so I just want to give you a heads up. If you want to jump onto this masterclass, this is what you're going to learn. You're going to find out what documents you need for your website and why, the difference between terms and conditions and client engagement agreements and which one you should be using, and then what is a confidentiality agreement and when should you use it. So if any of those things are making your ears prick up when your eyes open because you know that you're either not on top of them or you need to know more about them, then all you need to do is jump over to busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash shine and the link will also be in the podcast show notes and you can come and join us for the Shine Masterclass. And the podcast show notes are at busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash podcast sixteen. Now if you're listening to this podcast after May twenty eighteen, you can still get your hands on the recording of Courtney's masterclass. So don't be shy, follow the links in the podcast show notes and you can jump on board and listen to the recording. Okay, so Courtney, What I would love to know is, is there a favourite quote or mantra or saying that you've got that is, you know, something that fuels your fire, keeps you motivated, keeps you inspired and has contributed to the success of your business over the last year?
0: Absolutely. The one that I, that sort of comes to mind is, it's quite short and it's just, yes, you can. And um, it's sort of the ethos behind my business. The reason I created it is so that, um, Women who are thinking of an alternative career path perhaps thinking about starting a business, so that they can have a fulfilling career and you know a life outside of work. Um, being able to say to them, "Yes, you can. Here's how you can do it," and um, and it's also something that keeps me going. If I'm starting to think, oh, "I can't do it, I can't do it," just thinking, "Yes, you can."
1: Yeah, I love it. It's nice and simple, and it's. it's- feels empowering when you say it right you're like actually yeah it doesn't matter how hard it is it might take time it might take a bit of sweat and tears but you actually can do it i like that thank you now purely selfishly i love to get um recommendations on good new books to read i'm always ranting about the latest book that i'm reading any favorite books that have really inspired you in business or in life that have been motivational for you
0: so many. Oh my god! Business books <laughs> is one of my passions. I'm, I barely read any um, anything else these days, and I've read so many good ones. I'm sure you hear this one all the time, but "Emmys Revisited." Yes, that's just dope. a killer. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Or great. actually, one that you probably haven't heard of that we well, might not have um, built to sell.
1: Mm,
0: I'm jotting these it down. It is a realize. fantastic book um, about how to. Um, how to productize a service-based business for reliable uh, recurring revenue and um, how to make your business really into a saleable asset.
1: I think you should have some kind of affiliate link on the Busy Business Women website for that because that was an awesome sale. <laughs> it was great and I'm going to go and buy it now. So built to sell, thank you. So I'm just going to well. ask you, next to your bedside table, how many books do you have there?
0: Oh, God. Um <laughs> At the moment, there's only one because I I took them all out for a photo shoot. Oh, wow. In a bag next to my bed, there's about
1: 20 books. Yeah, I just got the sense that there was going to be more than one. I'm exactly the same. So we will keep keep exchanging recommendations then. And for listeners, if you're interested in the books that um, our podcast contributors and the tribe are listening to, just jump into the Facebook group. We'll swap notes there. Now, before I let you go, Courtney, I have heard that you have an awesome email course, Called the five-day contracts crash course tell me a bit about this because listeners this is a freebie that you're going to be able to download from the podcast show notes um so Courtney can you tell me a bit more about the email course that you've got
0: yeah so I, I put this together um oh geez quite early on in my business because I, I wanted to educate women in business a bit more about contracts and um, I, I know that there will be several people who are nodding their heads when they hear this but a lot of people don't even read their contracts yeah. um, because they just put it in the too hard basket and I'll just sign it, I'm sure it's fine. So wanting to educate a little, little bit around what is a contract, what's the purpose of it, how can you do one yourself? If you don't have any money for a lawyer... How can you put together a short, sweet agreement that's going to protect you a little bit better? So that's what this, this short course is about: it's about the basics of writing your own
1: contract love it and you know it's a short course everyone you should go and check it out because it's not going to take a lot of time but it could be exactly what you need to know right now to not fall foul of some of those mistakes that other people have so if you go to um busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash podcast 16 you'll have all of courtney's details there along with the link to download your free e-course so thank you very much for that courtney
0: Okay, so
1: um, it, we were at the end, which is such a shame because I could just sit and chat to you for ages. I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but you've got a very calming voice. I think you should be some oh, kind of therapist as well. They? Yeah, you're really calming to talk to. So if you're sitting there, listeners, or out running or in your car and you're thinking you'd love to find out more about what Courtney does um, and check her out in various different places – Again, all you need to do is go to busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash podcast 16. All of Courtney's details will be on there along with the freebie email course. Uh, But if you want to go and get some legal goodness right now, just jump over to Facebook and she's at HerLawyerAU. Instagram is the same, HerLawyerAU. And website is HerLawyer.com.au. So Courtney, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time your you know how real and authentic you are and open and on your, your level of honesty is fabulous so don't ever lose that we really appreciate it is there anything mm-hmm. that so you're welcome want, thanks for having me absolutely our pleasure is there anything that you want to add before we let you go um, other than to tell us your cat's name, who's been sitting very quietly with you today?
0: <laughs> Not so quietly. But his name is Ziggy. So Ziggy, I'm a big David Bowie fan. Sharing oh. surname. I'm a huge fan.
1: Well, just in the you know, in the spirit of keeping things real, listeners, Courtney and I will have had to have edited this quite a few times by the time it comes out because between <laughs> us, we've got a cat and a dog who are starved for attention, clearly, and are wanting to uh, interrupt our podcast. So uh, for anyone that comes onto the podcast and has got a pet, we completely understand the challenges of having cats and dogs and podcasts. So (laughs) congratulations, Courtney, on keeping your cat in check and for me with my dog. Massive thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Listeners, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love you to head over to iTunes, please, and leave a review. And if you'd like to hang out some more, I'd love to see you over on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Busy Business Women, and you can find lots of biz over on my website, busybusinesswomen.biz. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Hugely appreciate Courtney's time. Please go and check her out and give us some support. I will be back again very, very soon to help you build a business that booms. But until then, I'm Faye Hollands and you've been listening to the Busy Women podcast. <laughs>